So how many of you are blessed with the knowledge that Pastor Tim has for us? Amen. You know, as you were talking about people calling you Father, Kent and I regard you as our spiritual father, and Fran as our spiritual mom. And um, when we were talking to Pastor Crisco last week, that's what we said. I mean, you've been, and I, I've said this many, many times to many different people, that you've, you're my mentor. You know, we've, we came from a really solid, good church that taught truth, and it was a believing believer's church. But there was nobody there in the ministry of healing to mentor me. You know, pastors are busy, busy people. they got lots of stuff going on. Pastor Tim has been our mentor. Pastor Tim and Fran. And you are our father. You are our spiritual father. And we just, we just are so blessed. I know um, um, when I go and see and hear and learn from people who have been, um, working is really a bad word, but moving in um, a, a certain area of ministry, I want what they have. Have you ever been there? I, it's like a spiritual jealousy, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I remember years and years ago, Pastor Tim um, and, and Kent and I connected in 2008. So it's been seven years since we've been um, part of the ministry team here and connecting with Pastor Tim and Fran. And I remember I invited him and Fran over to our house. This is years ago for dinner because I just wanted to glean. And I remember asking him, what, what is it like when you get words of knowledge? What is it like? What does it feel like? How, what do you hear? What do you sense? What do you feel? You know, and, and, and he just poured out into us and just shared and told us so much and helped us so much. And he has constantly encouraged us and, 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 uh, and, and shared and imparted to Kent and I what Fran and he have carried for all of the years of ministry that they've been in. And as he said earlier this, this, this meeting, he said, the anointing, is that what you said? The anointing is transferable? The anointing is transferable. So that's what I'm going to share about tonight. The anointing is transferable. So I have just one, one thing I want to teach, and then we want to do an impartation. We have had, Kent and I have been so blessed to be able to go to some of these amazing conferences with the people that you've heard about, read about, read their books, Randy Clark, Bill Johnson, Andrew Walmack, and a lot of other names you maybe aren't as familiar with. But those are some of the people that we have been face-to-face with. I mean, I have a picture of Bill Johnson and me this week, you know, standing right here. It's on my Facebook if you want to see it. Randy Clark, we were... You know, he was signing books, and we were talking to him about things that are concerning to us. That's what we did this week. We, um, he had um, two, maybe three, impartation meetings where there was a, a time of building us up and preparing us and then releasing the impartation that is in their ministry and that's following individuals as well as ministries. And so when I called Pastor Tim today, I said, I would love to just be able to share. And then, I, you know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how it works. But like Pastor Tim says, you don't have to understand. The Bible talks about laying on of hands and a gift that is transferred, an impartation that is transferred. 
So we're just going to do what the Bible says, right? Okay. So this is the one nugget I want to share. It's from Romans 12, 2. Pretty familiar scripture. I love this scripture. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I could teach a lot on this, but I'm not going to. I just want to stop in one part of that scripture, and it has to do with renewing your mind. The scripture says, Don't be pressed into the mold of the world, but be transformed. The word transformed is the word metamorpho, which is where our word metamorphosis comes from. God says, be metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind. So here's the nugget I want to share with you. Our renewed mind comes from encounters with God. The renewed mind comes through encounters with God. Now, when we teach the scripture, we often say, renewed mind comes from the word of God, and that's one way that we encounter him. Absolutely. And that's what I'm going to go through. I've got five areas here that are probably, you can all agree with me that these are ways that we can encounter God, and and I hope that you've all encountered him in these same ways. But I'm going to share some things that I've lived through where I have encountered God, and because of that encounter, I'm different. I'm changed. This isn't a word about Cindy. This is a word about what God does and how he renews us and transforms us. So the first way is through the word. But it's not just through the Logos word. Logos is every word that is in the scripture. And the word Logos actually is the same word that our word logic comes from. So it's not just through theological study or seminary study or, you know, historical study of the Bible. I, read, I was talking to a woman the other day, and she said, I, I've always read the Bible kind of like a textbook, you know. It's just something that, you know, I just kind of read. But lately, God has been speaking his word to this woman's heart. It's different than the logic or the understanding or the study of the word. When God reveals his word to you and speaks it to your heart, when God opens up his word and speaks it to you, directly to you, and reveals it, you don't even have to understand it. Thank you. You don't even have to understand it. But you can believe it because God has spoken it to you. It's not a matter of understanding. It's a matter of simply believing. So examples. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I write these in my Bible. So I have many scriptures that I have um, notes on that says Rhema word, and I put the date and what, how it's spoken to me. But I'm just going to give you one example because um, uh, this one's just the clearest in my mind right now. And it is Philippians 1, 6 and 12. And God gave me this word in the middle of my healing journey 13 years ago. But Philippians 1.6 says, Be confident of this, Cindy, that he who began a good work in you will bring it through to completion. And when he gave me that word, yeah, when he gave me that word, I didn't have the final good report. God gave me a word to sustain me while I was in that process of the healing journey. And I took that word. I I put it on the uh, the computer, I printed it out, I put it on the refrigerator. 
But there's another verse that he gave me the same day, verse 12. And that verse says something. I might be paraphrasing it a little wrong, but it says, it says, this was for a purpose so that you can advance the gospel. And I, even then, 13 years ago, that lifted off the page. And I put it on the same uh, piece of paper that I had on the refrigerator. Not only did God say, be confident that I'm going to complete my work in you, but he also said, and it's going to be used to advance the gospel. Thirteen years later, that word is me. It trans- I am transformed. Renewing your mind. God says, be transformed by renewing your mind. I was renewed by his word and transformed into a new form in that area of my life. Here's another a way that we can encounter God and be transformed. And it's through answered prayers. God answers prayers all the time. I remember I lived until I was 43 before I was saved. And I don't think I'd ever had a prayer answered. Of course, I didn't pray very much. <laughs> so that could be why. But as soon as I received Jesus as my Savior and started spending time with Him every day and talking to Him every day, I started to see prayers answered left and right. The thing is, I pay attention now. I don't think I paid attention so much then. I'm going to just share an example of this. And this, I, What's your first name? Gail, I believe this one is for you. Um, and I can't go into too much detail because of time. But I have been, I have, we have three kids. One of them is on fire for God, and the other two aren't. Okay? And we have been praying for, not even praying, that's the wrong word. We have been speaking blessings over our children for years. And I have been declaring what I expect in my kids for years. And I don't worry. I do not worry. Now, I could, if I looked at what I see in the natural, I could worry. And I won't tell you what I see because I don't dwell on that. I dwell on, on what I'm seeing in the, in the spiritual realm. But I have to tell you, I've seen a prayer answered recently. And this is so fun. This is just a fun one. Both, we have two kids. These two kids that aren't living the way that we would like them to live are both musicians. And our daughter just moved from New York City where she was a professional musician. She's still a professional musician. But she moved from New York City to Cleveland. She was looking all over for a job. And she got a job. It's, she calls it a church gig. <laughs> a church gig. Well, her church gig has grown. She is now going to be the director of music in this church. She is, it's still, she could still call it her church gig. But she is programming she calls it programming, the music for two services. And there's a contemporary service and there's a traditional service. The, co- the contemporary service has praise and worship. I mean, like Kat and I do. She says, Mom, the, the first service is kind of like the church you go to. Huh, yeah. And then the second service is she, she leads the choir. They have a couple choir songs. And then they have some hymns in the second service. But so that she, she goes to the staff meeting. She hears the theme of the teaching the, that's going to – and then she – you know, chooses the music. My daughter, that's her job. And, you know, she's still, it's not from her heart yet. <laughs> but how cool. 
one of the things I've been speaking over them is that this precious gift that's in them will be developed and and um, refined and raised up and released and it will be used in a godly way. She's doing it. And God's just going to keep keep it up, keep capturing her, you know. And that's that's just an example of answered prayer. And what it does for me, because we're talking about how encountering him transforms us and renews us. I get excited. I just sit back and say, okay, God, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? This is just so cool. It renews me. So instead of standing in a position of worrying and anxiety and saying, oh, my gosh, these kids just aren't where I want them to be, I am in a position of expectation of where they're going to end up. So that's another example. Here's a third example. Coming to know the love of God. Encountering the love of God. And when I'm talking encounter, I am talking experiential. Living it. It's not just a a thought or a a hope or a, a, a declaration. It is living it. So here's an example of experiencing the love of God. And maybe you've heard this story before, but it just is, every time I tell it, I just get excited all over again. I was, uh, got up one morning um, for my prayer time. It's my favorite time of the day. I like to get up early before I set my alarm. I'm retired, but I still set my alarm because I love that time of the day. Ken's not up yet, and I'm just alone with God. On this particular day, I got up and I sat in my prayer chair and immediately the love of God just, oh, big time. It was one of those encounters. That doesn't happen every day. I wish it did. But that day, it just just fell on me, his love. And it was so powerful that I was just overwhelmed and I started crying. And I said, God, why? Why do you do this for me? Everybody in the world is your daughter and your son if they've accepted you. Why do you take so much time to just love on me? What you know? I know you don't do it just for me. You do it for all your kids. And this is what he he told me. He said, Cindy, you know how you love to FaceTime with your grandkids? I get my phone and I click FaceTime or they call me and I see that FaceTime thing. And when I call them, while I'm waiting, it says it says on the screen, it says um, calling or something like that. And then if they answer, it says connecting. And after it says connecting, the next thing I'm going to see is my baby boy's face <laughs> saying, Grandma. And I get so excited. I just get so excited. And Father God said to me, he said, I'm just waiting to FaceTime with you. So he was waiting. I mean, I was sleeping. He was waiting to FaceTime with me and to say, he says, I can't wait when, it, when it's, it's connecting, when you're connecting with me. That is an encounter that changes me. Encounters change us. They renew us. They transform us. When you experience something like the love of God that is so tender and so loving and like biggest God and the only God in the universe would take time to want to FaceTime with me and tell me about it. Today he winked at me. I was walking on the treadmill and I was I was just in awe again of what he's doing in Megan with this music thing and the church gig. 
And I'm, I'm just praising him and speaking it, and, and he winked at me. It's like, yeah, pretty cool, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like, how cool is God? So anyway, another example of encountering him. Needless to say, this is a big one. But he healed me. He healed me. And he hasn't only healed me. Testimonies after testimonies after testimonies. I am transformed. I believe you're not going to convince me that he's not the God who heals. He is the God who heals. And even, even when I'm discouraged, even when I've gotten a, a bad report about somebody that we're ministering to, the first thing God does is encourage us. He turns it right around and he encourages us. I can't stay down. Because even if I don't understand, and there are times I don't understand, and I give up my right to understand, but he encourages us. And I believe with all my heart, I I mean, it's all that's in me, knows that he is the God who heals. That's transformation. And the last area that I want to share, an encounter where I encounter him, and that is when I get to teach, when I get to share. There is a Holy Spirit anointing. That I expect. I I was a teacher for many years. I mean, I grew up, literally, that's the only thing I ever wanted to be when I was a little girl. I wanted to be a teacher. And I taught in the school system for many years. When I was filled with the Holy Spirit and started sharing, you know, and doing healing, teaching, and whatever, something changed. Because the Holy Spirit was invited He's invited. There was a complete transformation with the encounter of the Holy Spirit and his power to witness, to to share, to, to reach out to others. It's not me, it's him. That's transformation. That's renewal. And it comes through encounter so this encounter thing that I'm talking about this experiential thing has a fruit and the fruit of that encounter that transformation is faith in the faithful one faith that rises up you don't have to work it up When you encounter the faithful one, when you see and know and encounter and experience him, faith is a fruit. These meetings, Jesus the Healer meetings, and the meetings that we do on Monday nights, those meetings are a greenhouse for encounters. When you think of a greenhouse for for flowers, you know, they grow in the wintertime in greenhouses because of the way that the buildings are made in the sun and the, and the, the conditions that are, are right. That's what this is. This is a greenhouse, guys. You're in a good place. Bring your friends. Call people. Get them to come out on Tuesday nights. Get them to come out on Monday nights. This is a greenhouse for miracles. This is a greenhouse to encounter Jesus. It's all about Jesus. 
This is a place to encounter him. And encountering changes your life. Encountering him changes your life. The reason I wanted to share that that piece of teaching is because the ministry that we um, were connected with, the, the um, Global Awakenings Ministry, their focus is on encountering Jesus. Their focus is on the power that is with the Word, not just the Word, but the Word and power. Kent often says, I don't want a powerless gospel. I'm way beyond that. And that is what we have experienced for the last several days. It was just like, I could tell you stories that would probably say, oh, that's really weird. (laughs) But it was Holy Spirit just taking over, and it was amazing. So the definition of impartation is to give, to bestow upon as a gift, to grant a part or a share of. And this is biblical. I'm going to read a scripture right now from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. This is from the Message Bible. Get the word out. So this is written to Timothy. This is Paul writing to this young man, Timothy. Pastor Tim, this would be like you talking to me. This is like a spiritual father talking to his young spiritual son, Timothy. And this is what Paul says. Get the word out. Teach all these things. And don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Now, I'm going to add something. Don't let anybody put you down because you're old. It doesn't matter if you're young or you're middle-aged or you're old, according to the world. It doesn't matter. Teach believers with your life, by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity. Stay at your post, reading scripture, giving counsel, teaching. Now, this is the part I really want you to notice. And that special gift of ministry that you were given when the leaders of the church laid hands and prayed, keep that dusted off and in use. So this Timothy had had uh, the impartation. He had had hands laid on him and he was ordained. And when that happened, there was an impartation or a, a transfer of the gift from Paul, the Apostle Paul, to his, um, his um, mentee, what do you call it, the one that he was teaching, Timothy. And then it goes on and it says, cultivate these things. Immerse yourselves in them. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear you will experience salvation. Salvation? So it's so. Salvation. Saved, healed, and delivered. Made whole, made well. So... This is how they taught us, or this is how they shared how to um, 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 posture yourself for receiving the impartation. Okay? You've got a part to play, too. So here are some some, um, suggestions. The first one is to say, okay, what do I want? What am I seeking? 
Am I desiring an ability to pray for others and see them healed? Am I desiring a fire so that I have this, you know, I feel like the fire has gone out in my heart and I want it rekindled, refueled? What is it that you're seeking? This is what I went seeking this weekend when I went for that impartation. I want the healing gift in me to be greater, to be stronger, to see more manifestations of healings, more supernatural healings just flowing. Another thing that I was seeking was to host, to know that I'm hosting his presence. And if he, and I know that, I know that scripturally. I know that the Holy Spirit resides in me. But to be more aware that his presence resides in me. This is for all of you, so you may want the same thing as me. And then to release it. To host his presence and to release it. Bill Johnson uses the, the um, analogy, I want to be a thermostat and not a thermometer. A thermometer takes the temperature, but a thermostat sets the temperature. I want to be a thermostat. I want to walk into a room and the spiritual temperature raises. Like the atmosphere is ripe for, for whatever God wants to do, for the Holy Spirit to be free. So those are some things that I was seeking in impartation. So we're going to give you some time to... Seek God and say, okay, what do I really want? The second thing, when that impartation prayer goes forth, is to draw on the anointing. It's not one way. I'm going to, I don't know how it works, but I'm just going to do it. I want to release an impartation, but it's up to you to draw on it. And don't worry, you're not going to take it from me. We can both be full of whatever the Holy Spirit has for us. So draw on it. Come with the, with the attitude that you are drawing whatever has been imparted into me and to Kent at this meeting, at this conference. We had two different impartation services, and believe me, we got a lot. Holy Spirit was just all over, in and through us, upon us, all around us. I have had two testimonies come in today. I had another one two or three days ago. I haven't had that many testimonies come in that quickly in a long time. Okay, I'm believing there's something going in the spiritual realm that has been released and able to be let loose. So, draw on it. And then this next word is to take with you after the impartation, and that is to take action. Take a step out of your comfort zone. I know it's not easy. I've been in that position where it's like, oh, God, this is that's hard for me. When I started um, um, giving words of knowledge, when I started seeking and giving words of knowledge, it was completely out of my comfort zone. And I felt like, God, is this me or is this you? Is this me or is, is it you? But he backed me up. Every time I released a word, um, I probably 95% of the times that I give a word, there is somebody with that issue. And there have been many healings through those words of knowledge. But it was hard to step out of my comfort zone in that. So what I'm saying is that when you receive that impartation, use it. Whatever that looks like. It might be 
praying blessings over your kids like I am my kids. It might be um, calling somebody and, and asking if you can pray for them or asking if you can go visit them or something. It might be just standing on your own with a new degree of confidence for whatever it is that you're seeking God for. But take action. In fact, I want to read this second set of scriptures that I already read from Timothy. Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. These things is referring to the gifts of the ministry that was imparted. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Yvonne, have you seen that over the years? Yeah. Yvonne's been in our ministry for many years. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear you will experience salvation. So take it out and take action. Take a step of faith. And don't, you know, if you fail, say, you know what? It's not about you. It's about, it's about taking that step. God doesn't care what the results are. He cares that you're taking a step. The, the scripture in Hebrews 11.6 says that he is pleased with our faith. It doesn't say he's pleased with our success. He's pleased with our faith. When we step out in faith, God is pleased. So take that step and don't worry about the results. Just take the step. You will see the results because the Holy Spirit is going to get right behind you and you will see the results. Can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> okay, Lee, get ready for that song. What we're going to do now, Lee's going to do a song. It's, um, he's going to put on a YouTube song and it's called Holy Spirit. And what I want you to do is to enter in. We are inviting the presence of the Holy Spirit. And after this song, we're just going to put, on it, put it on a second time, just quiet. And while it's on the second time, I'm going to start praying for all of you that would like a prayer of impartation. Okay? There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence I've tasted and seen Of the sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free And my shame is undone Your presence, Lord Whoa! 
of receiving I'm going to pray a prayer of impartation and then Kent and I are going to come lay hands on you and transfer that gift whatever it is that you're seeking whatever it is you're drawing on I'm believing it's just going to be transferred in that gift from God he's a big giver you can't outgive him so it's going to flow in and through And I'm going to believe for a double anointing. Double. Just like Elijah and Elisha. Double. 
double. Double from Pastor Tim to me. Double from Ken and I to you. So right now I declare, God, that the gift that you've given to us, to Ken and to I, the gift of, of healing, the gifts of words of knowledge, the gifts of compassion and action, compassion that leads to action, compassion that leads to reaching out and touching and praying, laying hands on the sick and seeing them healed. That gift is imparted. That gift is given and passed on to everyone who wants it here in this room today and even those that are listening online. We pray for an impartation of the Holy Spirit's power and presence to come and be hosted in our temple and to be released wherever we go. I pray for an impartation that every one of us becomes a thermostat, not a thermometer. That where we go, the rooms we walk into, we set the temperature and it raises big time. It is on fire with Holy Spirit power wherever we walk, whether we walk into a grocery store, whether we walk into a library, whether we walk into a fitness place. The Holy Spirit just rises the temperature when we walk in. I impart right now a boldness, a Holy Spirit boldness, where when we go out, we speak, and it's not even us, but it's Holy Spirit speaking through us. Right now, I release a special uprising in your measure of faith that you use, that your capacity to use that faith that is in you is increased. I impart that. I pray impartation of that in every one of us here. I thank you, God, that you increase us in our walk with you in us and through us. It's not about us. It's all about you. I pray right now an impartation where we increase in knowing your love, knowing you more. Increase in rhema word. Increase in prayers answered. Increase in healings manifest. Increase in, in all of the precious ways that you show up. And I pray right now, increase in encounters. Increase in encounters. Increase in encounters. Where you encounter the living God. And you know that you know that you know that you have experienced heaven on earth. In your moment, in your day, in your season, in, your, in this journey that you're on. So we're going to come around right now. We're going to lay hands on you. And we believe in what the Bible says that when we lay hands, something happens. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. When she said, if I can just touch the hem of the garment, I know I will receive. So we believe that when we touch and you draw, that the impartation flows.